Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 22 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about weird medical. Medicine bottles, quack stuff, old electric devices and therapies and all the crazy things that uh, people have tried and bought into over the years. And it's amazing how much of those you find around still, don't you think? Yeah. So what's up, Doc Wayne? Let's talk about some of the things that are commonly found in weird medicine that are uh, collectible, that people collect and buy and sell on eBay and other places. So when you're when you're out picking and looking around, if you see something like that, you don't go, oh, that's weird. I'm not going to touch that. You go, oh, here's a, an income opportunity right here. <laughs> but uh, first thing, you've got uh, antique and modern medical devices because mm-hmm. it just doesn't have to, to be antique to make money on it. When I was uh, actively doing estate sales, since the decedent was usually elderly, there were all kinds of medical devices and, and things around the house and the estate, and those things are very sellable. Uh, teaching aids, things from medical school, medical book, uh, skeletons, models of organs, yes. uh, organs that are preserved in alcohol in, in bottles, photographs of medical procedures and patients and deformities, textbooks and pamphlets and medicine bottles and surgical tools. Almost anything that's medical, people are either going to collect it or they're going to need it. They're going to use it. And some things aren't worth bothering with, like walkers and yes. the toilet seat extenders and things like that. You can go down to Walmart and buy those for a few bucks. But uh, uh, people collect some, some interesting things. Uh, in fact, you were on a podcast for List Perfectly not too long ago, a week or two. And in the course of the, the podcast, they ask you what the most memorable thing was that you sold on eBay. And what was your answer? An enema battle. <laughs> <laughs> An enema bag? An enema bag bottle. Um, yeah, I actually didn't realize it was an enema bag when right? when I purchased it. I was shopping at a thrift store in Florida, and whenever I see something old in a box that's original, I grab it. I don't even look it up because if it's um, dated and it's old and it's in the box and it's in great condition, I just buy it. So I actually paid $2 for it. And it was um, this enema bag, that, but it said hot water bottle. Right. And it was by this rubber company. And come to find out, there's people that collect rubber just from that's made by certain rubber companies. Mm -hmm. And there's also people that do collect um, enema bags. And when I was doing my research on the hot water bottle, I Mm -hmm. soon learned that enema 
bag was a key word. <laughs> Those were key really? words. Yeah. So people go onto eBay and they look for, for enema bags? I guess. I guess. And when they asked me what was memorable about it, I had to tell them the truth. And what was so memorable about it is people kept emailing me, asking me for descriptions and measurements of the attachments. <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah, so it had interesting attachments that I was afraid to touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't you in the box, right? Or maybe <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I and back then when we would list, when I would list, I learned that if you had a story about an item that you listed, you would you would create um character or it would help create an interest if you had a story. So I actually told a little fib and in my story and said that I mm -hmm. found it <laughs> I found it in Uncle Eddie's attic. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and so um you know, so anyways, I created this story and then people started asking me about Uncle Eddie and you know, then the <laughs> the the plot thickened. Mm -hmm. So Anyways, it was a fun adventure listing that, and it sold for 800 and some dollars. Really? Yes. Yes. So that was a fun one. I'll bet. Yeah, that was a fun one. But since then, I've, I always keep my eye open for um, medical, anything medical that catches my eye. And especially, I've sold a lot of doctor bags, leather Mm -hmm. um, antique old leather beat up bags, you know, are very interesting to people that still expand when they open. Right. And I've sold a lot of dental equipment. Really? Yes. Dental equipment, like the, the picks to clean your teeth and the, right. the, all the metal devices that, you know, scare you when you go sit in the chair and it's all laid out on the table. Right. Yeah, I've sold a lot of those. So if I catch, you know, a garage sale, that's another thing. When you go, it's garage sale season throughout the country right now. And if you, you go up to a table and it never fails, they'll have a box, a shoe box generally, or a little uh, plastic box. And it'll be loaded with all these things that they don't know what the heck to do with, say, in 10 cents or 25 cents. Don't forget to to you know, go through that box because you never know what's in there. You may find a couple of medical devices or tools, medical tools. What other what other sorts of medical things have you sold on eBay? Well, I have to tell you that just the other day, my husband he likes his favorite place to shop are called church sales. He likes the church sales, the fa his favorite, probably because all the ladies have gotten to know the Irish man and he comes in and sweet talks his way in the day before. Right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, he's a playa. <laughs> he is a playa. So he goes in the day before they let him in, they give him coffee and he tells them jokes and, and he gets to look through everything the day before. Mm -hmm. And he found, um, a medical, it was actually a feeding pump. And it's, you know, when people are ill and they can't eat, so they have to have a pump to feed them. And this was a pump that was under a table in a box at this shop at his sale. And he picked it up. He paid $15. He sold it within six hours for $425. 
Oh, that's again, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty Profit. good margin. That's yeah, crazy. Like yes. That. So he, he actually has a, an eye for medical equipment, medical devices, um, diabetic type of items. And he's, he's, he's actually built a business around medical equipment. Interesting. The, the main thing that I see when I go into antique stores and antique malls are the old patent medicine bottles. Yes. And and some of them were uh, authentic and some of them were not because it's fairly easy to fake that kind of thing. But there were so many of them. Right? You hear stories often about 19th century snake oil salesmen who would <laughs> drive around in their wagons and hawk their wares uh, uh, selling things that were mostly alcohol and morphine and, and things like that. That would certainly make you feel good. Uh, and then uh, herbal remedies, m many herbal remedies are still around today, and uh, some of them are have recognized medical benefits, but some of them don't. There's just lots of quack medicines around. And those old medicine bottles can bring pretty good prices. You pick them up at flea markets and garage sales and, and the like for maybe 2 3 $5 for a bottle. And many of them are worth $50. If it's got ingredients in it like morphine or cocaine or cannabis, things like that, those bottles, if they're original and have the original labels, can be worth a couple hundred bucks. Wow. And because the prices for that kind of thing are high, anytime you have a high price like that, you'll find people who create fake products to sell. Terrible. So people who are picking those types of things need to be aware of that there are fakes out there and they need to know how to spot fake medicine bottles. Often people will go out and buy old bottles with no label on it. And you can go onto eBay and you can buy lots of what are claim to be old labels. Mm. But I've seen some of the postings on eBay where people say these are authentic. Boy, they, sh they sure don't look like it from the pictures. All of the edges are square and flat. And the printing is clear and so on. Maybe I'm wrong and I don't want to accuse anybody of anything. And I, I know that eBay is diligent about policing that, but uh, it's just too easy to fake. There are uh, videos on YouTube that will teach you how to fake those labels. Wow. That'll teach you how to fake them? Teach you how to fake labels. Now, the way that the, the, the video that's at the top of the viewing list, the one that's gotten the most uh, views, the guy approaches it as an art project. Here's a fun art project to do. Wow. Here's how to... to um, how to fake these labels. Wow. And he goes through his whole process. He'll, he goes online and finds um, pictures and old catalogs from of these labels because print shops used to put out these catalogs for medicine companies and bottle companies and say, he, you know, here's your samples. And he'd take one of those and he'd print it and he'd modify the color and just make it black and white. And, and then he shows you how to glue on the label. And then to darken the label, he'll paint it with black coffee, uh, strong coffee, and that kind of get, and then while the label's wet, he takes a little tool and starts to 
make the edges ragged and put Jeez. little holes in it. And, and uh, you know, by the time he's done, if you don't know what you're looking for, they could pass for, for old, but they didn't fool me and they won't fool collectors. I don't collect that kind of thing, but I'm an appraiser, so I know what to look for. When you're looking at the old bottles, take, for example, if a bottle says it's castor oil and it has a label that has, it's kind of torn up on the right side and torn up on the left side. It's got little, you know, holes here and there. That's not normal wear. The medicines like that were kept in a cupboard. So you keep it in there and you open the cupboard and you reach in and you grab it. So the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to develop dirt spots where your thumb and your fingers grab it because mm -hmm. the oils and the dirt on your hands. And then once you've used it, you've got oil on your fingers. So when you put it back, mm -hmm. it's going to be the same thing. So any marks on the label or tears or, or something like that are going to be in spots that would have been obviously handled. And it's not going to have, a, you know, a little bit of wear down on the left edge and a little bit of wear up on the right edge. You know, if you're right-handed, it might have some on one side or the other, but it's probably not going to have it on both. So folks who are interested in flipping antique medicine bottles, it would be good for them to watch those videos and maybe even try it out. Because once you know how it's done and how they're faked, it makes them so easy to identify what fakes are. Uh, and they may take the, the, the newer labels and put them on old bottles. Well, folks who know old bottles know how they're made. They, they know they can date it by a pontal mark or by the seams, uh, by the color of the bottle, the shape of the bottle. The bottle collectors know bottles. And folks who collect the antique medicine bottles know, how, know what to look for as well. So it's like anything else. If you study it and you learn what the collectors are collecting, then you know what it is you should be buying to flip. Okay, this is a good spot to stop for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Hey, eBay sellers. It pays to know what you've got and what it's worth. That's why you need WorthPoint. WorthPoint.com is the world's largest resource for pricing antiques and collectibles with millions of items photos, and sold-for prices. With their free mobile app for iPhone and Android, you can carry the power of WorthPoint right in your pocket, wherever you go. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. And we're back with uh, yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford. We are talking about weird medicine and medical devices. Yeah, it makes sense now that you're mentioning this to me because I my mother used to collect bottles and she used to like to hunt for them and and dig through abandoned homes and and that kind of thing and look for bottles and glass she enjoyed it and I can see how people would want a label on that bottle for their own personal joy you know so I can understand how maybe as a collector, even though you know it's not real, but it will help you close, you know, help you um, identify your bottle collection. Exactly. So I can understand that, but I can't understand it as a thief in the night trying to fake to to make sales online. Yeah, anything you do for 
personal use is fine. Yes. But once you do something like that and claim that it's something it's not, you know, that's fraud. Sure. And if you're selling on eBay and people are complaining about it or discover that it's it's fake, um, eBay's not going to tolerate that. But getting mm-hmm. kicked off of eBay is good compared to going to jail. Yeah. And you yeah. Know, depending on what the item is and the dollar amount, jail's always a possibility. And sure. People who make a living doing forgeries are not stupid. There's got to be enough money in it to justify the work and the risk. Mm-hmm. That's why you hardly ever see forged, faked furniture, antique furniture anymore. You see it all the time. But these days you see reproductions frequently. But no one goes to all the trouble to fake furniture because it's not easy to do and it's too easy to spot. Mm-hmm. So you don't see that very often. You see it mostly in obscure collectibles and art. Mm. Well, I just wanted to give our listeners a little challenge and to to go to Worth Point and to go to eBay and just do um, some research on the name of Antique Violet Ray. It's a type of medical shock treatment. And do you, did you ever hear of that? The only Violet Ray I know of was a stripper in Baltimore. (laughs) That's too much. That's too much. (laughs) We can't go there. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So be careful when you type in Violet Ray in Google. But if you type in Violet Ray on WorthPoint and, and up will come... Alo Lightning Violet Ray, $1,999. And it's so interesting because these are, they're calling them quack medical shock treatment devices. So what was it supposed to cure? Do you know? No. Oh, it cured all. It cured all. Oh, everything. <laughs> Finally, why are people still looking for a cure for cancer when they've got the Violet Ray? I don't understand it. And you will make more money if your Violet Ray cure-all quack medical device is in the original box and carrying case. Carrying case. And for another form of entertainment, you can just put in medical and quack, those two words, and look at highest price to lowest price. And it's so funny to look at what kind of things people were that people created like for electronic shock treatments and, and the devices that people would put around their heads. And some of them are just mind blowing to think that this was happening in America. Yeah. You know, as I was kind of browsing eBay and worth point, looking at a few of these things, what occurred to me was that people suffered from the same maladies 100, 150 years ago that they do today, patent medicines and quack medicines are supposed to cure the same things. You saw so many, I saw so many patent medicines where it talked about uh, liver problems and liver disease. There was also people were concerned about uh, their hair and you could buy uh, products that if you rubbed it into your scalp, it would uh, make hair grow on bald men 
and take <laughs> gray hair away from women. Uh, there were ones where you could take uh, a teaspoon uh, three times a day, some item or some medicine, and you could lose weight. So, you know, way, all of the same problems that you have have today. Sure. Skin issues and take a couple of swigs of uh, snake oil that's got cocaine and alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to feel better. You're not right. going to hurt as <laughs> you're not going to hurt as much. Right. I saw I saw eye drops with a warning on the label. Eye drops maybe habit forming. Wow. And, and that's because it had cocaine in it. Oh. Can you imagine putting cocaine in eye drops? No. <laughs> no. Horrible. That was fairly common back then. A strychnine, a lot of them had oh. strychnine as uh, belladonna, which is a poison. Oh. At the turn of the 20th century, medicines were mostly made by local pharmacies and pharmacists, compounding pharmacists who would put these things together and bottle it and put their label on it. So you didn't have huge, what do you call them, pharmaceutical companies. You didn't have huge pharmaceutical companies producing these uh, medicines. It was mostly local. Mm-hmm. So that makes it more difficult for collectors and flippers to tell what's real from what's fake. It's funny, when I was looking up um, medical quack on WorthPoint under tool category only, and I found this quack medical nose shaper device. <laughs> and it reminded me of, you know, Silence of the Lambs when he came in with that device around right, his face. Around his face, yeah. Yes. But this was around this goes around your nose. Mm-hmm. And it says that it was um, up for sales, extremely rare, antique, late 1800s or very early 1900s, German quack medical nose shaping and straightening device. So it would, <laughs> you would wear it with the strap around your back and mm-hmm. they actually had the paper, it wasn't the paperwork Yes, they have the original box and the paperwork with it. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, it sold for $579. Wow. But I don't know if I've ever seen one of those. I would love to find one of those. I'm wondering how I can imagine walking around an estate sale and seeing that and having no idea at all what it is. Right. And the sellers probably didn't know what it is. Yes. So in a situation like that, when you find say a piece of medical equipment or something that's rare and interesting, I say grab it, go home, start re- start your research process, and if possible, try to find either an advertising promotion that someone is selling on eBay or some type of uh, maybe the box without the item and go ahead and purchase those so that you can increase the value of your item. Right. No, just the final thing I would wanted to mention was the the medical or doctor lab coats. I've sold a lot of lab coats, clothing items like the nurses' hats and um, the nurse pins that had the brooch, the watch, the watch right. on it, and those kind of things. Anything that belonged to a doctor or a nurse that was um, anything to do with a hospital or hospitals that are are not in business anymore or right. the babies <laughs> the 
Medical, medical things involved with babies is also very popular as well. We could go on and on. We could have a... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a broad topic, but you, in, if for purposes of our discussion, we need to keep it broad because there's no telling what you're going to run out. That's right. Run into out there. There's just no telling. That's right. So you've got to have a, a foundation and, and just keep your eyes open. Well, Dana, clock on the wall says it's time to go. So it's it's been an interesting discussion. We've talked about some things that you don't usually hear covered in talking about antiques and collectibles. So uh, I found that interesting. I hope our listeners did too. So if you're listening and uh, you would like more information about the podcast, you can check us out at flipitorskipit.com. And we hope you join us for next week's broadcast. Dana, have a good one. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.com.